Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Daisy, and I'm just here to bring you a good guest. And today I got a really cool guest, Regina Fall. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. So, Regina, we had some ideas about what we could talk about here and, and what you can bring to the table for our guests, our audience. And uh, so we'll get into that in just a few minutes. And for everyone listening, we're going to be talking about leadership. So we're going to dive into that. And Regina's going to share a lot about what she's learned and what she's done in her career. Uh, but first, we always like to make sure you understand who our guest is, uh, what firm they're with, where they're located, what they practice, and and kind of what their journey's been. So, Regina, first, I'll just throw up the web address for everyone. Uh, if you're tuning in, you can go take a look. The web address is just below. It's philipsnizer.com, and that's philips and then n-i-z-e-r.com if you're listening on audio. Check out the firm, see what they're all about, and you can connect with her there. And uh, Regina, tell us your story. How did you okay. get started in this in this business, in this career? What was that like? And, and give us some interesting details. Sure. So I think my story really is around a mentor that I met when I was a young girl who was my one of the friends of my father, really his best friend at the time. And he was a lawyer. And, you know, as a little girl, you don't decide what you're going to be when you're five. But he wanted to know. So when he told me he was a lawyer, I said, I'll be a lawyer too. And he followed me throughout my life. And when it came time to go to law school, he helped me. And he also helped me choose my career unknowingly. He was a union side labor lawyer, salt of the earth, cranky old man, all of that stuff. But he was such a great man. And I didn't want to take his class because I had no interest in labor law. I went to, I went to law school to be a corporate lawyer. And he said, you need to take my class next semester, take the class. So I did. And he was a, the kind of teacher that would just not even lift his head and point at you. And I knew I would get called on. I <laughs> thought I'd get called on the first day, the first person of this class. And I was right. So I all read like three chapters ahead so that I would be able to answer any question. And that after that class was over that night on the way home, I knew I would be a labor lawyer. And my the first part of my career, what I spent as a union labor lawyer, and then I moved to management side about 15 years ago. So I am now an, a traditional labor and employment lawyer on management side. And Excellent. I've never regretted, I've been out of law school for a long time and I've never regretted that decision. So I guess he sets you up pretty good yeah. when you're very young. So yes. that's just, you know, I think most of our careers as, as people don't usually go that way. It's uh, like you said, you don't know what you want to do and yeah, who knows where you end up at. Yes. Yeah. So. I was five years old. I never thought that, uh, but I did know, like I wanted to be just like him leaving aside the cranky old man part. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a cranky old man. Okay. That's good. Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Anyway. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's an awesome story. I mean, that's really cool to have that because I feel like, I know for me, I didn't have a clue and entering the business and being in marketing, it wasn't really on my radar. And I definitely didn't have anybody around me that was in that because I was for a very small town and that just wasn't a, a thing. So 
but yeah, here we are. Well, so tell us a little bit more about, about the firm, where you're located. And so for our guests or our, our viewers listening, tell us more about the firm, what the firm to, you know, fully focuses on, the size of the firm and, and things like that. Sure. So Phillips Neiser is a full service law firm. So we have mostly every practice area. Obviously, we have employment, we have real estate, we have trademark, copyright, matrimonial, family law, litigation, commercial litigation, and probably something else. Oh, trust in estates. So we have, we're basically full service. We can handle anything. And we are located in Manhattan in New York City. We have approximately 70 lawyers in our firm and about the same in support staff. And thankfully, we have an IT department that was able to fix my camera very quickly today. <laughs> very good um, IT department over there. Yes. <laughs> uh, we were having so, some camera problems while getting this set up. So uh, they, <laughs> you fix it real quick. So yeah, good. they did. So they did a great job. So he gets a good check mark today. Investing good so IT support, everyone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's our firm. We really can do anything. And we're very fortunate in that we have a lot of, we have a great base where if we can't do something, we have a lot of people that we trust to refer our clients to. And one of the things that I always do is, even if I don't know that I can help you, I want to talk to you. And I want to know who you are so that I could try to help if it's whether I can do it myself or refer you to someone else that I trust. So that's really how I operate. I, I love that because it's exactly how I operate. I literally just got a referral from a client uh, yesterday. And they, they said, here's what they're looking for. And I know we do not do that. <laughs> and I said, really excited to talk with you. Let's try to meet tomorrow. And we set up a meeting for tomorrow. And I know we don't, we don't do what they, they need, but I know of people. And a lot of times people don't really know what they think they need, or they just assume. And so it's just having a conversation. And I'm always like, I will help you regardless, right. whether I give you free information, guidance, or I can refer you to someone that can help you. So I'm the same way. I just like to have the conversation. Yeah, it's part of our you. expertise, right? That, you know, you become important to someone because of the people that you surround yourself with. So I yeah. try to surround myself with good people. Yeah. And then when, you know, when you have a friend or a client refer you, you know, that's a, a big thing. So you, I'm always like, absolutely. And I don't, I don't go to them and say, Hey, by the way, we don't do those things or don't like, no, just, I don't even bother them with that. Just they thought of me. It's around marketing. It's just not the kind of marketing we do. And I don't want to like try to re-educate people. You know, just yeah, send them my way. I'll, I'll talk to them and hopefully yeah. help them out. And so no is generally not a vocabulary word at, in that instance, right? Love it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy, your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm, Digital Marketing Agency, at ArrayDigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show. Well, cool. Uh, I really appreciate it. And how long has the firm been around? We'll be celebrating our 100 year anniversary in two years, I think, 2026. Well, or that's three awesome. years. The reason I asked is because I think, you know, you know, say, say someone's listening, they're like a smaller firm or a newer firm. And I, I think, you know, if I was going to start a law firm right now myself, yeah, I wouldn't want to be all those things that you are. But when you talk about the time 
and the clientele and the relationships, it makes sense to be where you all are and, and doing all the practice areas that you do and having all the relationships and referral partners. But you can't start a new firm and just be, we're going to do everything for everybody and try to make that profitable. And so I think just letting them know that, hey, you've been at it for a long time, been at it for a long time, and firms become, you know, a firm like yours. It's Yeah, we were started by one of the, our main partners who is still named, it was Louis Neiser. And he was a litigator and he ha is, he's infamous. And he also did a lot with the, in Hollywood with the movie industry. So oh. for anybody who's listening, you should look up Louis Neiser and he was, he's very interesting and a really cool guy. And a lot of the, our artwork around our office is so interesting because he used to doodle, but his doodles were on tablecloths or on big art and we have huge pieces of art that he drew it's just so cool he was just such a, an amazing person and that's sort of our claim to fame and he's no with no longer with us but we we think about him a lot awesome well everyone take a look and search and that's louis louis neiser mm -hmm. louis neiser okay excellent i'm gonna check that out myself after this okay well let's get into kind of what me and you had talked about that you wanted sure. to you know have a conversation about sure and that was leadership so you know, I'll, I'll kind of push it over to you, but, you know, tell us, you know, your experience with it and how you're managing that and what you see in, in your firm and your, with your experience. Sure. So um, in college, I didn't do the traditional lawyer track. I was a business major in college. So I approach the law a little bit differently. I am an entrepreneur. So what is important to me is a little bit different than most lawyers, because they're thinking just about the law. I'm thinking a little bit more about the business. And when you think about the business, I think leadership is a really important part of it. And unfortunately, even though people rise to the top to a level of CEO or managing partner, it doesn't necessarily mean they have leadership skills. So it's really important for me to know that my managing partner, because I am, I am a member of management team of the firm, but I'm not actually the managing partner. It's important to me that my managing partner understands leadership and promotes leadership. So earlier this year, I did a coaching session with someone who was helping me with leadership skills because you're never too old. You're never too young. You're never too experienced to learn something new. And for me, that's always important. I love self-help. I love learning new things. And I learned a lot from this woman and she helped me hone my leadership skills, which then helps my firm and helps me be able to talk to the younger associates, my older partners and everything in between. So I think uh, that leadership is very important. Yeah. And it's funny because um, me and Regina connected through uh, another gentleman, John McCarthy and he said, Hey, uh, meet her and see if she'd be a good fit for the podcast. And I, I think you might've been like, Hey, I'm not the managing partner. Right. And this is called the managing partners podcast. And it is called that, but it's, I guess it's a good thing to kind of clear here is that we have managing partners on, but we also have other experts in different industries that are not attorneys at all, uh, whether that's marketing or, you know, phone systems or whatever we can bring to the table to help managing partners right. that may be tuning in. So I think. When I talked with Regina and she talked about leadership so passionately, I was like, I'd love to have you on the, the podcast and we can dive into that. And you don't have to be the managing partner to bring value to our audience. So, and for me too, right? So 
I'm, I'm learning every time I, I get to have one of these, these, these recordings. So, so no, I think you're spot on. And, you know, I talked to a lot of managing partners that have not managed people or a firm and they, they, they're not there because they have those skills or right. leadership skills. And a lot of times they're like interim. So they, they have a, a three year where they're a managing partner and then they're out and they're like, and I've heard talk with some that are, yes, yeah, a lot of extra tasks and I, I can't get to my work, which is, I want to be doing cases. And so they don't even want to, you know, it's almost like an extra task for them to be the managing partner for a while. And they want to just get their work done. And, and so it's like almost like a, you know, this extra thing they have to do. And so versus taking it to a different level and more serious, like, Hey, I'm, I have a responsibility. I can help grow the firm. I can help lead the firm. And what does that mean for my younger or uh, other leaders in the company, managers or whatever they may be. And everyone should have some leadership responsibility in a company. So if you're the intern that just started, okay, well, you know, what are you doing in your position? And is there another intern coming behind you that you can help lead and, and steer? And it should start from the beginning for sure. So I love and just that. The, the basic leadership skills, the leading someone instead of you know, telling them what to do, because and even like you said, as an intern, someone coming in as an intern would could potentially have leadership skills and could teach someone else who is a seasoned attorney sure. those leadership skills. That's why it's you want to guide someone. You want to give them opportunity. You want to show them how to succeed. The I think that the supervisor, manager, whether you're a lawyer or in some other field that doesn't give opportunity, that doesn't show someone how to be good at what they do is really not doing a disservice to themselves and they're not doing a service for their firm because you know you lead through example you lead through assistance have somebody follow you around have someone shadow you when you're doing things i know one of the things that i like to do with my sort of new she's here for about seven months now but an associate that works directly with me i have her listen to me speak to clients so that she can get an idea of how you interact. So leaders need to have a certain level of confidence that what they're going to show someone else isn't going to make them less, rather make them more. And that's a big leadership quality. Sure, I love that. One of the things that I just thought about when you were saying that was also that as a, I own a company, right? And I have almost 30 employees <clears throat> and you, you'll get that one person that does this one job that we hired them for. And you say, hey, I'm hiring you for this, this one job. And that's what we need from you right now. But it's just to think that, that that's where they're going to stop and stay. And, and you just want to keep them there because, wow, they do this so well. We'd hate to have them ever do anything else. But you have to be like, they're going to move out of that. And they might be managing people or move on up or learn so much that they no longer do that. Now they move up to this new role, which may not even exist yet. Um, as a small company, right? So you have to be constantly thinking, okay, what's the next level for them? What's their goals, professional, personal, and financial goals? And does our company align with that? And do they have a path towards improving themselves and making more money and managing people, whatever they want to do? And so you constantly have to, you know, be breaking what's there. Like you can't expect that person to stay in that that place and be happy and have no opportunity to to learn or lead. So you have to kind of create that environment. Right. So a growth environment is always important because as leadership in a firm, you do, you bring in a new associate, a first year, let's say a first year or second year associate and billable hours for lawyers are, that's it. 
that's the it thing, billable yep. hours. <laughs> and you bring in the associates so they have billable hours. We go out as partners and network and look for work. But to me, to keep someone in a position where they don't have the opportunity to grow and you're not teaching them how to grow, you're going to lose that employee. So yeah. either you, way, you, you're not getting- You hold them back, basically. Right. <laughs> And, and I understand if you do, you know, 75% billable time, but take them out, teach them how to network, teach them, get them a little bit more comfortable with it so that when they're going to their synagogue or their church or their temple, they're saying, they're thinking, it, would this be pers person be good for me to talk to? Would they, should I tell them I'm a lawyer? Should I tell them what I do? <laughs> so that when they think about me, they'll think when they have a problem, they'll think about me. Absolutely. And then, you know, if they just think of work as work, then when they're outside of work, they're definitely not, they're not interested to even talk about it or right. uh, promote, you know, the company that they work for. Cause that's just a job, you know, I don't know how long I'll be there. And you just don't want a culture like that. You want them to say, man, you got to hear about this place I work. This is right. such a great company and we do such good work. And, and they're also looking for other talent. The best talent we have found is through our employees. Absolutely. Like, hey, you're awesome. Do you know other people like you? And, you know, and they'll say, yeah, I actually have, I've worked with this other person or, you know, let me call them up. And, you know, we're looking for pretty specialized people here. And so, you know, that's your, your people are your best ones to go to. And oh, absolutely. if they're engaged and they want to work here and they want to be part of it, it's more likely that they, they can do that for you. Yeah. And they give, you know, they usually give 150% when they're happy and they usually give 80% when they're not happy. So, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes, they, they and sometimes less. They have to see a route, a, a plan forward for them. And we're, we care about that. And, and again, you know, for us, we actually have a mission that's, you know, creating unlimited opportunity here. And that could be anything. It could be pay, security, leadership, travel, you know, whatever it may be. If we're growing constantly, we can have room for those things. And if we're stagnant, we won't. And so I think that's another big part of it too. And here's, I got a story quickly. We hired a, we were hiring a part-time admin. And we found a girl, a couple different applicants. There was a young girl that had just moved to the area. And we're like, yeah, it's part-time. And she seemed good. So we were on the fence about a couple of different candidates. Anyway, we chose her part-time. And within another week, we offered her full-time salary and benefits. And now she's the office manager. Wow. And now she's, she's 20. She's not even 21 yet. She's 20 and she's managing people in their 30s and guiding them and, and getting them on track with their processes and organization <laughs> and just like that she's just you know obvious, well, that was a good eye obvious leader and <laughs> rolling and moving very quickly yeah and very now very important position in better watch country. out for your job <laughs> i know right <laughs> so it's you know identifying that it's taken me some time and, and we've had some people in the past that I've, I've lost some good people in the past and we knew that they were like entrepreneurial or they were just different and we're like wow these we're so happy that we got this person and they're gone in six months because they're starting their own company or they're doing something because you're, if you're not fast enough to keep up with them or give them the opportunity, then they're just going to run and go do their own thing. So, so I have a lot of those folks that I'm, I'm very good. I'm close with, I talk to, I help out, I refer, or they might refer us that were employees that just, you know, we identified them. We just didn't really know what to do with that at the time. Well, I think also, you know, as an employment lawyer, these things, because I, I'm sort of like a super sized HR person, right? As an employment lawyer, I think about certain things and you talk about employee training and giving people opportunities. And a lot of employers will say, 
well, why should I train that person? I'll train them and then they'll like, they'll leave. And then the question is, well, what do you want not to train them? And then they'll stay. Yeah. Do you want that person um, to stay? <laughs> yeah. You have to be careful. It's unfortunate when people do leave, but as you said, that person who was trained by you and he did so much with you, they become a referral source because you were good to them. Absolutely. And, and, you're and, getting, that, and they, they get to grow and you get to see them grow and they're, you can't, make people do anything. You're not going to change what they want to do. And, and that's the thing, the part of business, uh, anyone listening in leadership, you might have the best person beside you and you're like, wow, this person is amazing. They're never going anywhere. A lot of things can happen in life. It could be relationships. It could be family. It could be just, they decide that it's not their passion and you can't do anything about it. So the best thing you can do, take care of them, make sure they get the training, make sure they have the opportunities that they need. And that's a better chance that they'll stay than if you don't do those things, that's for sure. I have a short story for you. We did <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, with myself and my, another partner of mine, we decided that we were going to have a business development class for our associates. Now I spent 17 years as a union side lawyer and I worked for a firm and I was not asked to do any marketing or business development at all. <laughs> so I did nothing. I just worked, which was fine. I liked it there. I liked what I did. I then changed to management side. And all of a sudden I had to go out and be, be an entrepreneur. I had to get business because that's how I was paid. Mm -hmm. So in the class or the, the session, I told everyone that, and they all said, wow, that makes me feel better because I was thinking I couldn't do this because I've never done it before. And I've been at it for a long time. So when you communicate and tell your story as a leader, right, without being afraid of what someone's going to think of you with, you know, thinking about honesty and vulnerability as a leader, people connect with you and they appreciate what you're giving them. And I think that, you know, bringing that back into that's what leadership is about. No, I love that. And yeah, it's not like you had experience or training or none of that. You didn't have to. Right. So right. Yeah. Now it's your face with something you have to do. It's a new challenge. You have to figure it out. Oh yeah. And I had, uh, you know, I've, I've made a lot of friends along the ways and they've been very good to me. So. <laughs> yeah. For me, kind of similar is I'm from a small place called Shinkatig Island. If I can't understand what I said, but it's an <laughs> island off the coast of Virginia, about 2000 people, which is probably a lot more now than it was then. But, um, but I, I moved here, which is Virginia beach, Norfolk, much bigger area with a few million people. And I went off my own to start my own company. So I was, I moved to a new place, knew nobody. And I started a website design company. I was like, I want to make websites. And I had to go out and meet people. And I had to be honest and genuine. And, and I've, my network now is pretty massive and it's paid off so much. But I know people for all kinds of things. And whether it's for family or kids or uh, community involvement, it might have nothing to do with my business at all. But it took time. And it's not something overnight. You know, you can't just go out and say, oh, let me go to a networking event and I'm going to come back with some business. It doesn't work like that. So, no, it's relationship uh, building. A hundred percent. And, and you so, just you push know, your fear out of the way, right? Because I'm sure there was a lot of fear when you did that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can pretty much talk to a wall, but I don't know if I was always like that when I was, you know, I probably not as much. I think I had to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I think so I had a gentleman on the podcast yesterday. I don't know what day this will be when you see this episode, but, and he had a good point. And this was regarding networking and business development. And we'll get back to leadership. <laughs> One of the things he said, which is, which is awesome was that 
He's like, don't go out and go to a networking event. So uh, an event that's organized to network at. He's like, because that's what everyone's there for. It means nothing. It's you're just trying to hand out your card and meet people. It's like, get involved with something. Get a community event. Get a, something that you care about. Or it doesn't have to be anything related to what you do. And just talk with people and, and have general interest with them. That's the only way. That's how you're going to build relationships. You can't just go to a speed dating networking event. Yeah. And, and go, all right, I'm going to come back with some, some clients. So there's a lot of those events in my area I know. And, you know, I just try to stay away from those and, and say, if I'm passionate about sea level rise or with the city economic development board, that's the kind of stuff I'm going to go to. And, right. and people know people and there's probably some attorneys in that room and there's not, they know some. So <laughs> that's working. Yeah, working my sure. It's just about, it's about building a relationship. It's about finding people. It's about talking to people. I I'm in a networking group and you, you're able to give your uh, presentation about yourself. So my first presentation was all about my personal life. I did not talk about being a lawyer at all. And someone criticized me for it and said, you know, you should be talking about being a lawyer. You should be talking about what, what you do and what your business is. And I said, okay, when you do yours, you can do that. This is who I want to be. I want to, I just want to people to know me because that's how they're going to want to be around me. And then if I can help them them as a lawyer, then I will. Well, if they're interested in you, then they'll say, by the way, what do you do? You know, and they all knew I'm a lawyer anyway, because I say it every week when I give my little, my little blurb, but yeah, no, those kinds of groups are great. The ones that you kind of created a little team, uh, you know, like, I used to call it like it's almost like a super networking group. I think those are great because they're out in the battle day. They're going to notice people. And I, I think, but just going to like a, a full room of people that you don't yeah. know and just being like card, 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 like that's not going to help you. Yeah. So. When I was, when I was younger, I went to a bar association networking event and it was so clicky. Like everyone <laughs> knew each other. I was just a, a young new lawyer. Didn't know anybody in the group walked in because I said, you know what? I'm doing this. And no one talked to me. I went in the bathroom and I sat in the stall for like 20 minutes. And I said, have I, have I been here long enough to make up for the amount that I paid to come? And I went outside again. Nobody talked to me. And then I just left. Yeah. And never went back to another one. So one of the things I've been on a lot of boards and uh, different groups for, uh, you know, technology groups for city related things or young, young professional groups and stuff like that. And, you know, we try to say, Hey, if you see someone walking around, right. And you know they're not part of the group or they're new. We got like a few people that we say, you're like an ambassador. Like, right, go exactly. talk to those people and make sure right. they feel comfortable. And then they come back, right? Sure. And then they yeah, say, they hey, meet. that group was great. You know, I didn't really know anybody, but, you know, Kevin came over and talked to me and that was really great. And then that you as the ambassador becomes someone that they want to return the favor to. And you Absolutely. never asked for it. And that really ties in with leadership. Correct. As well. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate the conversation on that. So, uh, Regina, anything else that, you know, you wanted to kind of cover as far as the leadership's concerned and, and any other tips maybe that we could, we could put out to folks that are listening? So, one thing about leadership that I would say is if you get an opportunity to have a coach, don't look at it as a punishment. It is a privilege to have someone bounce ideas off of, give you mm-hmm. some new ideas, and you know maybe shift your thinking a little bit so that's just a the 
I know a lot of people who think, well, why am I being punished? Why do I have to have a coach? What did I do wrong? That's not the way to look at it. You know, you can hone your leadership skills by having someone pinpoint some things where you should change. And one tip that I have for all leaders is to take a pause before reacting to a situation, to an employee, to a client, is just take a pause and step back from the situation so that you can knowingly speak instead of reacting and uh, speaking reactively. Uh, that's a great tip. Probably something we should say to ourselves every day. Cause uh, I know for me, there's every day there's something, right? It's an yeah, employee no matter where we are. Right? Every day there's something to kind of address or deal with. And if you're a managing partner of a large firm with a lot of moving parts, then there's probably lots of situations that, that you could step back from for a, just a minute and think, what is this going to do? Is this yeah. a leadership opportunity? Is this a coaching opportunity? And sometimes I think, you know, we feel like it costs us time to sh coach someone or to just take some time to say, Hey, uh, what do you think you should do versus just being like, here's the answer go do it. It's done like this. And then they're not learning anything like that, <clears throat> but sometimes we get caught up with, well, how long is that going to take? And I can just do it now myself. <laughs> right. Isn't that the same? If you buy someone a fish, they can eat for a day. But if you teach them to fish, they can eat for a lifetime. There you go. But I think that, you know, I, I will, the one last thing that I will say is that the managing partners that I have admired the most are the ones that remain calm in situations, even an explosive situation, and they calmly deal with their employees or their clients or just the managing of the firm, because it isn't easy. It's, yeah. you know, you are being pulled in a lot of different directions. And a lot of times you are having your own book of business that you have to tend to. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. So great tips there from Regina, everyone. Anything else you want to share? I want to make sure that uh, they were, uh, we have your web address down here at the bottom again. It's phillipsnizer.com. Uh, Regina, what's other ways that folks can connect with you? Well, they can uh, email me at rfall, so R-F-A-U-L, at phillipsnizer.com. They can call. My office number is 212-841-0575. And the good part about that is it goes to my cell phone. I don't know if that's good or bad, but sometimes I never know where these calls are coming from. So they can reach me like that. And, you know, if there's ever a time that someone needs advice about how it works in New York or employment advice and wants about something off of me, I absolutely would have the time for that. Or leadership. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no, I, no, I appreciate the conversation about it. And it's something we got to keep in mind all the time, especially as we're running companies and growing. Or again, if maybe you're not running a company, maybe you're just in, uh, in management or you're a, <clears throat> a new attorney, you got to think about what does leadership mean for you and, and, and how are you playing your part? So a great conversation. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Kevin. I yeah, appreciate so you can stay on with me. We'll, we can talk backstage. Everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you learned a lot from Regina. Please reach out to her, connect with her. She's an open book and she'd be happy to take your call and hope you'll do that. So yeah. outside of that, you Thanks can go everyone. to raydigital.com. You can check out more episodes. I think we're, we're approaching 300 episodes soon. So there's tons of other managing partners and, and folks like Regina to, to learn from. We have probably almost every state in the country that we've had a guest on and every practice area from employment law to labor law to personal injury, you can find it on there. So I'll go to radiozo.com. You can find it on our podcast and we'll see you soon. Thanks. Regina. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone.
Thank you for listening. We have been producing this podcast for years, have had hundreds of guests, and produced hundreds of episodes. We don't ask for much, but I do have one ask. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to ArrayDigital.com, where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.